Hello, and welcome to my podcast, Where the Dark Corners Are. Hello, hello. I am Vina, and I am your Dark Travels hostess. Tonight, we head over to a town considered by many to be America's largest ghost town. I am speaking of Jerome, Arizona. Now, I've actually never been to Jerome, Arizona, although this place actually sounds like a paranormal hotspot. The only time I've spent time in Arizona was when I was checking out the Grand Canyon, which is a very just overwhelmingly beautiful, natural creation. I just, it's, it is absolutely stunning and gorgeous. So whereas I have been to Arizona, I have not necessarily been to Jerome, Arizona. But like most of the towns in the Wild Wild West, Jerome gets established in 1876, thanks to the trifecta of metal mines that they discover. So I'm talking about gold, I'm talking about silver, and I'm talking about copper mines that they discovered there. At its peak, Jerome will be called home to 15,000 miners, bootleggers, and prostitutes coming from all over the world to make their fortune. Now, aside from its assorted tenants, the residents, this place, of course, has had some sad, rough history. For instance, between the years of 1897 and 1899, it has been burnt to the ground three times. I mean, literally, in three years, it's been burned down to the ground. Today, however, Jerome has been restored, and thanks to its history, it has many haunted places for you to enjoy the next time. You happen to find yourself in the area of Jerome, Arizona. So let's start with the Connor Hotel. Open for business in 1898, this hotel has a lot of ghost activities going on. There tends to be eerie accidents happening in the bar area or, and or the hotel rooms upstairs. But if you're looking to stay, you're going to want to ask for either rooms one or two. Apparently, these rooms have a lot of paranormal activity going on such as like people have reported hearing the radio turning uh, the radio being turned on at random times even when it's been unplugged and scary enough people have reported seeing people standing in the room at all times during their stay now aside from the two haunted rooms the other paranormal happenings that are happening here well Aside from countless fires that have been known to start, people have heard the sounds of phantom laughters. People have experienced sudden and very sharp cold spots. They have seen doors opening and shutting by themselves. Objects have been known to move around on their own accord. And 
this hotel actually is the site of a very horrific crime. Back in 1922, the wife of a local mining company's chief engineer, his wife, Anna Hopkins, thought her husband was having an affair with a local school teacher. Instead of confronting her cheating-ass husband, Anna decided to get revenge against the school teacher. In the cafe, which is located on the ground floor of the hotel, Anna decided to throw carbolic acid in the teacher's face, you know, to dismember her permanently and for the rest of her life. Now, there are conflicting information regarding what happened to this unfortunate school teacher. Either she recovered from her wounds and moved to Spokane, where she lived up the rest of her life, or she had died in agony due to the nature of her injuries a few weeks later. As for Anna, she would be rightly found guilty of assault a few months later. Moving on from this hotel, let's talk about Husband Alley. So based on what I'm about to share, it's kind of like you didn't really want to find your husband in Husband Alley because in its heyday, it was basically a place where your husband would, you know, have a little hymn time. Now today, it's been, this particular section has been replaced with a building called Spook Hall, but back in the good old prospecting days, back in the high, you know, the the highlight of Jerome, there were a number of little structures that were referred to as cribs. And this is where prostitutes would hang out to self-advertise, you know. And when they got themselves a John, a customer, they would then take them back to their cribs, again, for a little hymn time. Now, sadly, this place also happens to be a site of murder. A prostitute who was residing in one of them was fatally murdered by a miner. So today it is believed that her spirit still lingers here, as many people have reported seeing her standing in front of Spook Hall. Again, it's the building that replaced all of these little buildings. Then apparently, after she hangs out for a brief while, her spirit has been known to head towards the local hotel before vanishing completely. Interesting side fact, this place would actually be called the Old Cribs District. And, you know, that's an interesting change because in America, we typically call an area where there's a lot of prostitutes the Red Light District. So this is a little interesting. Either way, in this particular area, these women managed to some degree to service anywhere from 30 to 80 men a day. Now... Where the Crib District Husband Alley is located is actually perfectly situated behind the saloons so that the Johns, the clients, the men, after having a few drinks and playing cards, could basically just sneak out the back without you know, anybody seeing him again for, for him to hire a prostitute and you know be all about him. And unfortunately, this type of job, the sex worker position, was actually very, very dangerous, and these women were often assaulted, and some of them even were killed. And in fact, one case, a woman named Sammy Dean was actually strangled by the son of a prominent local official in 1931. Today, locals believe that Sammy still haunts the building that she previously lived in. And without a doubt, like, Sammy's just one of the many women that tragically died and their spirits still linger on our plane. 
Now, to be clear and to give a little extra explanation, not all women worked in cribs. Some of these women worked in higher-end type places, such as brothels, that were ran by madams. And these places were more jazzed up and hence pricier and hence classier style of ladies who worked in the brothels and basically they had a far more cushier position. They weren't looking to service 30 to 80 men a day. And they actually had some benefits. So they were looked after and they were cared for by their madam for the most part. All right, let's talk about the Jerome Grand Hotel. Initially, it was a hospital that opened in 1926. It was actually Jerome's fourth hospital. It was called the United Verde Hospital, and it operated, get it, operated until 1950. Over time, it was eventually turned into a hotel, and that hotel was opened in 1996. But apparently, as a hospital, it averaged one death per day in its 26 years operating get it as a hospital since then patrons of the hotel have reported hearing ghosts basically crawling around the corridors they've heard the sounds of haunted whales at night and items seem to move on their own accord people have reported hearing the sounds more associated with the the previous occupation of the building, we're talking hospital, so so noise that are associated with the hospital. People have heard ghostly cries, phantom footsteps, strange odors such as cigar smoke, flowers, strange dust, whiskey. They have had interesting photo photographs developed with strange hazes that weren't there when the picture was taken. Orbs, we're talking electrical appliances turning on and off by themselves. And just a variety of different things. And just your basic, if not best, paranormal hotspot. Now, if you're curious or interested in checking into this hotel, you're going to want to rent room 32 because it is considered to be one of the most spookiest places in the hotel. For instance, people have seen a man wheeling himself off the balcony because he made his final decision. And people have witnessed in this particular room people killing themselves in this room. So if you want to see something horrific, because apparently this room was like the murder room, consider this room your next jam. I mean, who wouldn't want to see a ghostly reliving its last moments? But in addition to that, of course, you will also see the door opening and closing. And apparently there is a ghost that likes to turn the faucets on all, you know, like let's play a little water game and all. So either way, room 32 might be your next room to check out. But aside from the hauntings that are going on in this hotel, aside from the hauntings that are going on in this particular room, this place really does have its share of tragedy and ghosts and curious murders maybe. So I'm talking about a gentleman by the name of Claude Scotty Harvey. Scotty was actually a maintenance worker. And one night in 1935, they actually found him under the Otis, which was a self-operating elevator, with his head crushed 
and it's believed that he was murdered and placed there to cover up the murder. To add even more suspicion surrounding his his sudden and unexpected death, the United Verde Copper Company did a very good job of preventing him from having an autopsy and would not allow x-rays to be taken of his body to even try to figure out what may have happened here. Now, Scotty is hanging around, and if you're super lucky, you might find him either standing near the Otis, like I said, the elevator, the self-operating elevator, or he could be found loitering around the stairwell, or even on the elevator, going from floor to floor, greeting the patrons of the hotel. Now, he doesn't just haunt there. He also likes to hang out in the front desk area and in the laundry room, and they know it's him because he likes to cough and or sneeze to let them know that he is present. Aside from Scotty, there is Gerthy May Patch. Gerthy, making the final decision of her life, decided to jump from her third floor room and died three days later. It is believed that today she haunts the third floor. And there are reports of a four- or five-year-old child who likes to run down the hallways. Sometimes the child is crying. Sometimes the child is laughing. But people have reported waking up in the middle of the night with this child, this girl, standing at the foot of the bed while they're sleeping. All right, so moving on from this really haunted hotel, let's talk food. Apparently at the Haunted Hamburger, a foodie place for the locals, they don't just serve spirits, they actually have spirits haunting the building. And it seems as if the group of spirits are a bit of a prankster group. They like to take tools, they like to remove things, the chef themselves have been shoved, food like cans have been, has been known to fly off the counters, some of the hot water faucets will turn on and the water will start spouting on its own. And the doors, of course, like to open and close on their own accord as well. Now, like I said, it's, it's like a group effort, spiritually speaking, for all these little pranks. But aside from this, they also believe that a woman by the name of Claire likes to hang out in their restaurant's upper dining area. Now, I will say that this particular place did actually get good reviews food-wise. So if you're in the area checking things out, the Haunted Hamburger sounds like the place to go. Okay. Now, as this was a mining town, and I, I would actually be very remiss if I didn't mention the Haunted Mine, the Haunted United Verde Mine. So just like prostitution, mining was really 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 difficult whether it was just being a miner just being down the mines it was a very very dangerous occupation and then we're talking caves and we're talking dynamite explosive mishaps and so there were always accidents there was always death and in one case as in the case with charlie who is also known as headless charlie as you can guess during a mining accident charlie lost his head literally Today, even though the mine is closed off, some of the people say that they can still see Charlie roaming about looking for his head. All right. 
From Port Charlie, let's talk about the Click Scale Hotel. There's actually a lot of hotels here. So, I, you know, and that doesn't surprise me. One of, I wouldn't say our local West, you know, gold, well, it's actually a silver town, silver mining town, former silver mining town. I mean, they have a lot of hotels, too, because there's a lot of events that get hosted in the area. But back to the Click Scale Hotel. Now, despite being considered the ideal location for a romantic weekend, it is also here where many believe that Madame Janine Banter's ghost still roams about. Her favorite place to hang out is her beloved Lorette and Lace Room. Apparently, she likes to rearrange the furnishings as she sees fit. So she's like, mm, I'm still here and I don't like this there. I'm going to make some changes. But that's not the only room haunted. According to the staff in the pillar room, they have frequently witnessed the ghost of a guy standing in the window. And not only is this guy a little moody, maybe he's not happy that he's dead in the afterlife, he too also likes to turn on the sea tap waters anytime he pleases. I'm not really sure what's going on with all these ghosts and turning on the water. I mean, it's out in the middle of the desert, y'all. It's not like they have a whole lot of water to begin with. But it's also entirely possible that these could be victims of a fire in that three-year gap when the town was first established. I don't know. Okay, so the one last place, as the play is the thing, let's talk about the Liberty Theater. Originally, it was a silent movie theater that closed in 1929. But the spirit of a past patron apparently is still lingering. They believe the spirit is of a German lady who came to America. She had a rather passionate but turbulent, if you will, relationship with another immigrant. And it was just rough. It, was, it sounded like it was really, really rough. After getting into another argument with her homeboy, her boyfriend, she decided she would go to the movies to kind of calm down, to relax, kind of maybe even rethink a few things. And as she was sitting there enjoying the movie, she did not realize this, but her honey bunny, her lover, her future killer, followed her to the theater and sat directly behind her and waited until the right time when the organ music, because that that's one of the things a lot of people tend to forget, the music was separate from silent film playing on the screen that you'd have to have an actual orchestra and or type of band playing live music while the movie was playing out on the screen so while the band was hitting some pretty high notes that's when he decided that he would strangle her to death and it is she that they believe that haunts the theater's top floor today so Jerome, Arizona does seem to have a lot of just, and you know, the thing is, is there were other th- places that, uh, that they had listed that I opted not to do. So, I mean, there's just a variety of different things going on in Jerome, Arizona. So that's it. That's what I have for you tonight on to business. Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. If you are interested and like to join our Facebook page, just send us a request. But in the meantime, if you have a topic or town 
or a murder you'd like us to cover, send us a request at where the dark corners are at gmail.com. But until next time, please remember only the few can find the beauty in the darkness, which is why we hope to meet you where the dark corners are. Thank you.